That's so crazy. That's crazy. No, it's crazy. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode, bear with me, bear with me, 227, Mm -hmm. the first of, in this year of our Lord, 2019, as it were. After death. After death. (laughs) Um, He's Randy, and I'm Jason. Isn't that what that means, AD? No, something else. No, I think it's like... uh, Anno, some kind of Latin thing. Yeah, Anno Denomin. I'm going to stick with after death. BC stands for the English phrase before Christ, and the AD stands confusingly for a Latin phrase, Anno Dominia. Dominia? Domini? Domini? I don't know. In the year of our Lord. The year Jesus was born. So it's in the year of our Lord. That's what it stands for. That's how it translates. mean after death. No. But it's funny because my son the other day was like, what does AM stand for and PM? Uh-huh. And I was like, I think it's antimerinium. And I was right. Nice. Mm. And uh, which is Latin for before midday. And PM stands for a post meridium. Optimus Prime. Yeah. yeah. Post, which is for after midday. And he was like, that's silly. It should just be A for afternoon and... <laughs> P for yeah, B uh, for before noon, and M B- for midnight. <laughs> After midnight, <laughs> before midnight. Yeah, it's actually kind of not bad, right? <laughs> uh, well, this yeah, AM and PM. I mean, we we can co-opt these things and adjust them, simplify. Yeah, they That's did. Why kid, kids should come up with everything. No, yeah, they did. Just... They readjusted it to be uh, because the people that are afraid of you know using the terms that we've had forever they they change it to ac no bce and ade bce is before common era and oh yeah 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 before common era and ad i don't know well b what and bc what the heck okay, great oh, story. i'm on a video what happened I just want to search something. Ugh, I'm cool Sorry. with that. Oh, I'm CE okay with that. means common era. Common era. Before I, the common era, and we're in the common era. This is the common era. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, Where man. we are now is always... You know what Kaiser Soze said? The greatest trick the devil ever pulled, because convincing the world he didn't exist. Uh, yeah. who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he exist? Yeah. Anywho, let's not get into a religious debate oh, unless oh, the devil. you want I thought to. you meant Kaiser Soze. Well, he was... Yeah. Also... A movie character? Yeah, it's great. It's a movie character. Okay, so he didn't exist either. Well, but he convinced us. That, that was he did. The, yeah. Um, good actor. <laughs> that's funny. So where were we? Uh, oh, Happy New Year! What what mm-hmm. are, what are your um, woo resolutions? Yeah. Hey, you know what? That brings up a good topic. I, I should bring up my thing. Do it. Because uh, I sort of I hate resolutions. Bring up. But what then thing? I sort of remembered that last year on this show. Oh, we talked about <laughs> resolutions that I made. You did a whole thing, right? You had a whole like multi-show. I did a whole thing. I called it, uh, I called them OKRs. Oh, that's right. Remember? Did you do a recap? No, we haven't done it yet, but we can do it real fast. Uh, <clears throat> because again, I hate resolutions. So, huh? I had a whole list of things. I said, uh, I had a, different categories, right? Health, yeah. fitness, learning things. 
home and family. So I did some of these, community and giving. Oh, you have a, the, the list somewhere? I'm look, I'm reading it right now. But so was what it in the I show said, notes or was it an email? It might be in the show notes. Okay. So we what I said I would do, I'll recap really okay. fast. Okay. Health and go. fitness. This one was super ambitious. I said I'd do 20 push-ups a day. No Oof. problem. Yeah. Right? I probably did an average of zero. 10 pull-ups. <laughs> yeah. Each work day. Because I said the only place I'm going to do pull-ups is in the work gym. Don't think oh, I ever did right. one of yeah. those either. We'll, no, we'll come back to how I did in a minute. Bike 5,000 miles. Oh, yeah. How did you do on the... Uh, well, again, we'll come back to this. Okay. Run 250 miles. Again, I was feeling very ambitious. Yeah. Feeling very ambitious. Uh, and then on to the learning things category. Read more books. I don't think I actually read any paper books, but okay. Uh, practice piano. No recitals. Practice Spanish. Ooh, I forgot about that one. Which I one? Said I, would, I said I would get to 50% fluent in oh, Duolingo. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, learn SketchUp to design our kitchen. Okay. And then home and family, making myself less fat. Let's see here. <laughs> Remove clutter from my office. Ooh, I think it got worse. 50%. Nothing spilling into the hallway. Nope. Failed that one. Uh, remove all the old camera parts, pieces I don't use. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff about cleaning my office in here. Help the kids donate money. Okay. So let me let me go through this from the beginning, and I'll tell you how I did. I've seen people posting resolutions, and I tell I tell everybody that it's always a bad thing to. It depends on the book you read, the sort of motivational book you read. Some people are like tell everybody your goals, and help them, tell them to hold you accountable. No one wants to do that. No one wants to be like, hey, you said you'd quit smoking, <laughs> slap and slap the cigarette out of their mouth every day. They don't really appreciate that, but. When you announce your goals to the world, you feel you get this sense of accomplishment. And and there's been studies about this, that that sort of, that is enough to make you feel like you've done something. Really? And you, yeah. Yeah. Like telling someone this year, I am going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to do it. Right. It makes you feel really good about yourself. Because you, you, just the idea that it's going to happen and, and announcing it to everyone else is like, it makes you feel so good that you end up feeling like you've done something and then you don't do it. So I'm not saying that's what happened here because I'm well aware of that situation. <clears throat> but I was a little bit ambitious. Because, for example, 20 push-ups each day. Well, <laughs> I wasn't doing 20 push-ups each day prior to the new year. Right? So why would I start? <laughs> Didn't really have a reason to. And, and I, I've certainly done some push-ups. I did them at soccer practice, and I've done them periodically, and I think I did some today. But I, I definitely did not do 20 every day. 10 pull-ups, that one we'll call a zero. I don't think I've stepped into the work gym. Plus, it was closed for a good portion of the year. No, 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 no. I will let you say you failed these things. I will not let you give that as an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying... It was close. Yes, but that is not why you didn't. No, of course not. Okay. So bike 5,000 miles. That one's probably the closest, but here's the thing. Yeah. In 2017, I think I did about 4,500 miles is what I wrote. In 2017 or 16? 2017. So, okay, okay. Yep, yep, yep. And in 2018, I did about 43, 4,400. So a little bit less. Hmm. Okay. But definitely not 5,000 because adding like another... 500 miles to 
an already 4,500 mile year is not an easy thing to do. Like, I mean, just, have, did you bike 500 miles this year? Just at all? 500? Did anybody listening? You, them, the other people? Like, it's every day, ride a mile, maybe two each week, 50 weeks. So did you ride 10 miles a week for the entire year? Well, you have to throw that on top of what I already did. Right? It's a big chunk. Uh, you have to add yeah, 10 miles a week on average. Did I bike 500 miles? No, I don't probably. I definitely didn't track myself biking 500 miles a week. No, I'm just hypothetically, but it's it's a big chunk to I add. Mean so we, we sort of over, uh, I, I think we underestimate some of these goals because I, you know, I see people posting these exact things like I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Like, do you even know how much 20 pounds is? It's a lot of weight. And you've been carrying that around with you for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. yeah, no, I, well, here, here, if, if, if you will let me speak on yeah, tonight's please. episode, which Want you don't me. have to, you can say shut up and cause I've carried the last couple episodes, but. I do think I recall a little bit me saying these are strong goals you and did, you're yeah. going to have to set some sort of like checkpoints where you're going to have to mm-hmm. like, I, I don't think that 5,000 miles was impossible for you or even really, I wouldn't say it was, I mean, well, I can tell you what I did to checkpoint that to check, right? to add free, well, hang on for me, for you to add yep. 10 miles per week onto your schedule yeah that's not even adding uh four minutes each way because if you figure that you bike five days a week and you're averaging at least 30 miles an hour i mean not 30 minutes a day times five days if you bike you know if you bike twice you're biking twice a day you Mm -hmm. need to add one mile or two miles a day and how long does it take you to bike a mile four minutes yeah, I guess. I yeah, know. so that's four minutes each way. So that's not really like you could easily add four minutes to each I'm, of your. I'm with commutes. you. I know, but yeah. but just the point is that's on top of the other forty. So just getting to the forty five hundred is in itself a challenge. I that's what I I a hundred percent and absolutely I don't want to take anything away from you, but because that's insane. But uh, yes, but for you to go from four hundred and four, this is what, I guess my point is this: for you to get that extra. 500 miles that extra leap yeah that would have taken consistent planning during the year and checkpointing and i don't think that to you it's important enough and let me I'm, let me put words in your mouth that to you it's important enough to get the, de- the delta between 5,000 and 4,500 where you're no, like it's not. Uh, and but that's why did, it doesn't happen <clears throat> but i did think about it a lot and i did say like well i thought this exact thing all i have to do is extend my route to work a little bit and go this different way, and I'll make it a little longer, and I'll add whatever. And it's like sometimes it's just well, okay. If I go this extra way, it's fun. But anyway, I also don't plan the forty five hundred. Right. So if I miss a big ride here or there or something, any any little thing can throw it off. I get sick for a while. Boom, there goes a hundred miles. You know, like wow. So you're you're behind, 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 behind. Um. Anyway. So. I'm I'm not making any excuses for myself because again these are stretch goals. I think they're neat to set and talk but about. I want to come. Of- I want to come back to it. Like I, okay. I understand. What you're, I, I'm gonna let you keep going, but I want to come back to the point of like for you, it wasn't that important to get that extra 500. No. So go on. And does it need to be? I don't know. No, no, it doesn't. Have, so no, absolutely not. Run 250 miles, and <sighs> that's one of the things I put on here. I did want to run more. Like I wanted to, and when I travel, I run. So when when I travel. If I go somewhere for business, I always run. I don't know why. 
maybe it's because I don't have a bike there, and so I just run. But I didn't do that very often. So I don't know what I have for the year. I probably had something like 80 miles for the year or something. Not 250. Definitely not 250. Because <laughs> uh, I just I wanted to do like one or two runs a week. That was my kind of goal. It was like yeah. if I did one run a week and I missed one and I always did five or six miles, then I could probably average five miles a week and get to 250. But I just didn't stick with it. I didn't fit in the time slot. I should. What I was thinking was I would go on the Saturday morning runs with the running club in town that goes. Yeah. But Saturday morning is like the worst. I hate it. I, I, I like this is. I want to sleep until seven thirty. You know, something reasonable, <laughs> and then hang out with my family Saturday morning or something. And they always go out like super early Saturday morning. I'm like, yeah, nah, just no. So I, I never go. I never went with them. I don't think I went with them once on one of those group runs. <laughs> so that kind of fell through. Do I want to do it again this year? I don't know. I didn't write up new goals for this year. So we can talk about that as well. Learning things, read more books. I, I certainly listened to more books. Did I read any? Uh, I don't think I actually opened a paper book. I read a lot of books to the kids. Does that count? Uh, I didn't have any specific goals around read more books. So I didn't say like read 10 or, you know, read 50% more. So mm-hmm. that one's kind of hard to measure. Practice the piano. I did practice the piano. However... I wrote in here that I would write a thank you song for every one of my PMC donors. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I, I recorded exactly zero. Because oh. <laughs> as soon as the year started and I started getting donations, I'm like, there are, we have so much to do. Like, my schedule was so packed at the beginning of the year. And I think last year was the year that I started uh, clearing the sidewalks, like snow blowing the sidewalks. Okay. And that ate up some time as well. Right, so I kind of spread myself around a little bit. Maybe that I could use that as an excuse that cut into my thank you song making, but I just said forget it, I'm not doing it. It's just too much, too much overhead. People can be. I'll just say thank you. They'll, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> they'll find a way to convey this message another way. Because between the practicing and the recording and the editing and the, it was just too much for doing that eighty times, hundred times, whatever it ends up being. But I did practice the piano, and the kids are on a routine of practicing the piano. And we've been playing together. We played a couple little duets together, things like that. So that's still kind of like going. So if anything, the sort of side effect of some of the goals is just to kind of keep things in motion. Uh, I think the bad part is when you want something to be in motion, and you set a goal, and you end up going nowhere with it, like my zero pull-ups. <laughs> uh practice spanish so that one i kind of dropped the ball on my daughter absolutely hates it when we do any spanish things at home uh and i did not do duolingo like at all and i should because i'm just sitting there on my phone doing nothing let's just bring it right up however today she came home from school all excited about playing a spanish game and it was a little strange and i'm confused and i think she's trying to trap me what do you Uh, mean i don't know because she went to school today she hates school i hate school I don't have to go. And then she came up today and she's took out a piece of paper and she's just writing down every Spanish word she knows. 
And she's like, Daddy, give me some more Spanish words. I'm like, what <laughs> like what kind of sp- any Spanish words? I'm like, okay. Just start listing them and I was like looking some up. Chimichanga, taco, burrito, chipotle, salsa, which is a word. That's totally Cerveza. That's exactly what I was doing. She's getting mad at me. I think I said those exact words. I make myself laugh. Well, it's just funny because that's exactly what I did. Chipotle was one of the ones. Um. Yeah, so she wanted to write down all these words, and it's helping her. It's, it's, she's turned a corner or something. School must have been especially fun today. Okay, learn next item. Learn SketchUp to design the kitchen. So <laughs> I didn't commit to designing the kitchen. That was on purpose. Okay. But I, I wrote down learn SketchUp, and I actually spent quite a bit of time trying to learn SketchUp, which didn't work very well on my computer, and a handful of other 3d design software so i didn't get as deep into it as i wanted to but i did put a number of hours into exploring them uh some are really expensive so they're hard to get so you have to like get these trials and i'm like i don't want this one so sketchup is probably one of the better ones but for some reason or another it just does not work well on my computer uh it's kind of an older older mac but okay so oh i did write some specifics read at least one actual book (laughs) That was it, one? <laughs> and it even says, there's a bullet that says reading to the kids doesn't count. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I will say this, man. The years fly by, don't they now? They, they do, yeah. Okay. I feel like this <laughs> wasn't that long ago. I couldn't believe so it. <laughs> it was the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. So the books count as a failure. I think I did read a book, though. I don't know. I'm looking around. I can't find it. But, um, home and family. Okay, to remove clutter from the office. I failed that one miserably. My office is a mess. Help the kids donate dollars. So I have done that. We didn't finish actually donating the money. I'm really sorry, poor people in charities. Uh, oh, yeah. We did the research. <laughs> so this, my son has a Google Doc, and he was he has like pages and pages of charities that he wrote down and wrote notes on, and we talked about, but we never actually executed transferring money from them to the charitable organization. So we need to finish that Uh, because we didn't donate twice, as it says we should do here. We got to follow through on that. That should not be hard. (coughs) Pardon my coughing. Uh, All right. It's getting boring, so I'll speed it up. Um, I've got some, I've got commentary, but I'm letting you Okay, you do. Okay. Yeah. Home projects. Patch the hole in the bedroom ceiling that we thought was filled with bees, <laughs> but turned out to be ants. Criminy, that was a year and a half ago? Dead. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the hole is still there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a funny story. <laughs> if you want, you can go back and listen to the show. I don't know which show it was. but well, It was a year and a half. I mean, it was the summer of 2017, so. I thought there were bees in the ceiling. They were making be... a lot of buzzing noises, and I couldn't sleep. 140, 150? Or no. Yeah, right? I mean, we're in 227. Do you figure yeah. 70, 80 weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> this is filled with ants. There are freaking ants in our ceiling. Carpenter. And they're just chewing on the foam insulation and making all kinds of super irritating right over my face while I'm sleeping. All right. Before you get too far and feel too bad about this, I just finally finished installing trim from three years ago. So... <laughs> 
<coughs> I thought I'd say, but we were getting some home re- home repair done, getting some walls replaced and ceilings replaced. And I was like, oh, I'll save a little money here and I'll I'll pull the trim off and I'll save it instead of getting it all new. And mm-hmm. long story short, three years later, and I, it's still needs to be like spackled and painted, but yeah, of course, it's all installed. And I not only that, but like. A year and a half ago, I borrowed somebody's, uh, like pancake air compressor with the nailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And about seven or eight months ago, I borrowed somebody's, uh, skill saw, like, uh, not a skill saw, but a uh, top saw. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I returned those last weekend, two weekends ago. And I was like, Hey, uh, thanks for lending me your tools a ye- year ago. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I actually have a, a neighbor who I call Flanders. <laughs> Whose stuff I have borrowed and literally never returned, and he <laughs> you borrowed his stuff. I borrowed his stuff, <laughs> and I, I always call him Flanders when I see him. Mm. And not only did he like, so when he he came over and he looked at it, he's like, "Hey, isn't this mine?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know, Flanders." He's like, "Ah, you've had it for so long, you should just keep it." <laughs> oh man, uh, it's just funny um, yeah. and terrible at the same time. Yeah. So, okay, community and giving, new category, number four. Yep. Blah, 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 soccer board. So, yeah, uh, okay, what's it say? PMC, that consumes. Okay, so I shouldn't leave that stuff out, I guess. I already ride the PMC, which consumes a lot of time and giving effort. Um, I'm on a committee and the soccer board and some other board. Am I on a board I've been skipping the meetings for? CPC? I was on the baseball board. I quit that. Couldn't handle it. Baseball. Okay. Scheduled donations. Uh, at least two automatic recurring donations to different institutions. Fancy words. I, I am happy to say I have like an A++ on this one. Oh, good job. Hey. Because I scheduled five recurring donations. Whoa. Yeah. Five. Okay. Um. So, you know, it's, it's easy. You just go into the computer and you type some stuff and your money goes away to somebody else. All the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Complete streets. Those are the fancy terms for these things. So I had the stuff in here. Work with the school system to address shortcomings. Again, fancy words. In the walkability at the schools. Uh, work with the safe routes to school folks to get some program started. So, yes, I did a bunch of that. I met with the safe routes people. I've talked to the school. Nothing has really been accomplished. I feel like politics is not my thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and when I say politics, I really mean just like dealing with people, which mm-hmm. is that what politics is? Yeah, I think that's pretty much all of it. Because when you state the obvious, like, hey, uh, there's literally no crosswalk to get to the school or this sidewalk is crumbling or you don't clear the snow from the only place where the kids can get across to the school. Yeah. We should do something about that. Well, let's have a meeting. Why don't you call this person and email this person and schedule it for next Tuesday and organize this thing? Six months from now, we'll still be talking about it instead of somebody just doing it. Uh, and that's really nerve. That's that's that drains you rapidly. Yeah, I get real like I get like physically frustrated with that kind of stuff. Like I can't function. Yeah. Like I go to these town meetings and people get up and say the same thing over and over again. I yeah. get like really agitated. Like I need to leave. Like I got to move. I got to do something. Cause yeah. Well, I'll tell you in my example about the snow removal, there's, there's a recent example and this is the, the, the routine it always goes through. 
So as you know, I, I published on the Facebooks something about uh, snow removal from our rail trail and this and that and what I thought we should do. And people start replying, oh, they don't do that, right? It goes through the normal, it goes through this this um, sequence of sort of 12 steps, let's say, <laughs> right? There's the sort of 12 steps of understanding. <sighs> Step one, they always inquire. They're like, oh, well, what do you mean it doesn't get done? Doesn't, like, doesn't it get done? They don't just do it? No. They don't clear the snow from this freshly built rail trail we have. Oh, well, they should totally do that. Okay, they should, but they don't. So, right, they get into this sort of denial phase, right? And then you get into this, it's sort of diverged into the other topic of uh, sidewalks, which is different from the rail trail. So people feel very passionately about sidewalks. And then you say, okay, well, no one clears the sidewalks either, right? And, and, and this is where people split. And they start to say, wait, doesn't the town clear the sidewalks? Yeah, that's. I think that's a first step people go to. And I think people believe it. Yeah, yeah they I do. I don't know that it's right. <laughs> and, I, and I say, well, they in our town, they do clear some, but not well and not always. So it's not predictable. And they're like, well, that's... You know, that's a shame. And then I, when I followed up with, so I went and started clearing some of them. And then this is where I get mixed feedback. Some people get angry at me and they say, you should not be doing that. Mm -hmm. That is A, the town's job, or B, the homeowner's job. To which I always say, well, we've already been over A. <laughs> they either don't do it, they don't do it well, you know, or something. All right. And B, same answer, the homeowners just don't do it. So whether or not you think it's their job, it's still not getting done. And what do you want me to do about that? Right? So then it goes back to this committee. Well, we should have a discussion. We should go to town meeting and get angry about this. Like, like I don't have time <laughs> to have another meeting to talk about how angry I am about this. It needs to be cleared, Right. And this is where, this is what I want to do. So my point of this whole thing was, this is where the community sort of should come together, right? As much as you feel like somebody else should be doing something for you, the the best way to get it done is to kind of do it together. I mean, it depends on what it is, right? But if you're sitting in your house, in front of your fire, and you've got... <laughs> A snowblower in your garage, like this 18 horsepower beast of a machine. 47 inch. Right. That you just use to clear your patch of driveway and literally nothing else. And now you're enjoying a nice hot coffee while you watch your neighbors struggle away with a small little plastic broken shovel. You're an a-hole is the reality, right? You need to do some self-reflection because you are a horrible, horrible person. Like... And again, it's like, okay, one neighbor to your side, they're elderly. They can't walk very well, right? They need to get dug out. Who's going to do it? They should hire someone. Well, they're on a fixed income. You know? Well, this is their life choice. They got themselves in this situation. Okay, great. That's good news. But what do you want them to do? Like, <coughs> you go around and around in these things, and the reality is you're sitting there looking at them, and you're able-bodied, and you're doing nothing about it. Right, it's just like go get your machine and go clear out your elderly neighbor. It's just a nice thing to do, and then extend it. Right, 
So just clear the sidewalks while you're out there. Oh, well, I don't want to. It's front of my neighbor's house. That's their job to clear it. But they're not doing it, right? And this is what I think should, ha- this is what I think will and should happen. If you go out there, and I'm talking to everybody, and you take your huge machine that has no, and takes no effort, and you just do this pretty little path around your neighborhood, and you cut that sidewalk so perfectly clean, and it looks real nice, and everyone comes out, they're like, wow, like we've never had a sidewalk in the winter before. Who did this? Oh, you know, neighbor Jim did it. <clears throat> Jim, why'd you clear our sidewalks? Well, because I wanted the sidewalks to be clear. That's cool, Jim. You know, thank you. Next time it snows, they're like, man, I don't want Jim to be cooler than me, right? They're going to get out there. They do their driveway. They're going to hustle as quick as they can. And then they're going to be like, I want to I get this part of the side. I'm going to get my house and I'm going to get my neighbor's house. They'll feel a sense of community. And hopefully they'll band together. Right? Yeah, I think you're um, a little bit idealistic there. It's you're not going to get a hundred percent. That's for sure. I lived get- here, I've lived here for eighteen years. In eighteen <laughs> years, I'm the only one that has ever shoveled the fire hydrant on my corner. Yeah. Okay. Fire hydrants. Yeah. I mean, but isn't it on your corner? Nope. It's not on my. It's across the street from me. It's on another person's property. And I. I, I mean. I'm not going to sit here and complain about it, but well, you're not very densely packed. No, I, I, so, I mean, but, you're you're dealing with a, a factor of like maybe three houses. Well, that fire hydrant, it's, there's really four houses that that is the immediate like it's on the corner, and the four houses that are the immediate need of that fire hydrant, and nobody ever touches it. And I go out there and I do it, and every every time it snows and snow gets up over six or eight inches, I'll, I'll get in there. Even when it's the, the no, when it's whenever I pull the snowblower out, <clears throat> I do it because then I don't want it to build up because then it would be impossible to dig out, right? right? So, and you know they see me do it, but the problem is I think all three of them have somebody come and plow their driveway. Yeah, so they never even set foot outside. They don't even pick up a shovel ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that, that's a that's a. Um environment thing so here in my town i don't think anybody can plow their driveway because there's no room like they don't have there's no cars in a garage yeah so for someone to plow a driveway you'd have to move your car out of the driveway and you can't do that until they <laughs> plow it so there's just it just doesn't work yeah that logistically there is no plowing of driveways that yeah. happens so we do there is a lot of um we're very um community oriented around at least in my little neighborhood we go out, clear our driveways. We'll clear the neighbor's driveway if they're not home, at least the end of it. We know yeah. they're on vacation. They're coming back. They got to get in. We go up the street, and I, I, like, I'll walk around the snowblower and just clear as much of everybody's driveway as I can. And it kills me inside. You know it does. Because I Enable could care less. car use. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather prefer to pile the snow right onto their driveway. <sighs> but I do it. I still do it. Yeah. <laughs> to enable their car use. <laughs> and then I, I go do the sidewalk. I know what you're about, man. I know what you're about. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a bit of a tangent. Yeah. So where were we on the uh, – oh, you were – this was something about being active with politically or a board? Oh, because it was the complete streets thing with the schools and the safe route oh. to the school and the walkability. It turned, it turned into – I did it. I tried. I am trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, nothing has changed. I feel like I've talked with a lot of people, and everyone has said yes, fantastic. 
and literally nothing has changed. Well, th- yeah, I mean, uh, and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think, about uh, maybe months ago now, but um, in acting here, they wanted to start. There was one prop. There's one specific problematic crosswalk, hmm. and they wanted to get that changed. They wanted to put some more signage up. They wanted to, you know, it was. And it's one that's used by the high school, junior high, and those kids. And a kid was hit, I don't think at that crosswalk, but a different one, and had to be medevaced, um, very seriously injured. It's going to recover. but uh, So they, that, that was sort of the impetus of people like, okay, we need to get this crosswalk thing sorted out. And there's this one crosswalk. We're going to start there. And, you know, so they did what they needed to do. They wrote all their letters to the people that needed to write the letter to receive the letters, to get the, somebody to look at it. And so what they do, they did a study, right? Mm-hmm. So they send study, yeah. somebody out there and they throw down one of those traffic meter things and they throw those strips across the road to see what the average speed is. And, um, and then they determine people yeah. are driving too fast for there even to be a crosswalk. So they, <laughs> they grind it off the road. No, they determined that the 85%, which is the number they use, whatever of 85% of the traffic is well within the speed limit. And, um, so there's no need to change it. And it's like, all right. So then you're like, okay, what do we do now? Oh, all right. We're done. And it's very, very disheartening when, <laughs> and I, this is not a crosswalk that my kids use, but it's like, I read the, you know, you read the emails, you read the letters and it's just yeah. like, nah, it's fine. They're using the wrong measuring stick. This is my problem. Well, yeah, I agree right? with you. From, yeah. from my point of view. So there was a discussion similar to this about the somebody posted something about the rail trail crossing and how we can how we can improve such and such because there's this one crossing where it's like the crossing is diagonal but in, but they don't actually have a diagonal crosswalk it's like a squared thing so you're supposed to go to one corner and then the other but there really is no corner and it's just it's super weird and it doesn't work and of course you get the people that use the trail chiming in going yes you need to do these things and then you just get all these random drivers chiming in going. People need to push the button so the lights flash and then wait for us to stop before they go. And and it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You don't want to be responsible for hitting someone. That's fine. It's understandable. But you know what? You know what my perspective is? We should switch it around. Why don't we put the light in the road? <laughs> so cars have to stop and you have to get out of your car and push a button <laughs> before we let you cross. Like, yeah. why? Right? Why is that not the way it works? <sighs> I'd take it so far to the other extreme. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're using the wrong measuring stick. Those crosswalks near the school should be raised. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And everyone uh, would say, ooh, well, emergency vehicles and Ferraris. Like, no, it's insane. It's, they absolutely should be raised. It's the plows. They do it all they over don't... Cambridge. It's not the plows. The plows have no problem with raised crosswalks. Oh, really? They have no problem. And that's what they say. Oh, it's the speed bumps they can't handle then? They say, oh, no, it's the, yeah, they say it's the plows. We just um. we just drove, I don't know where we were, but we just drove through a town in New Hampshire, I think. Because my wife and I both, like, Julie's like, there's raised crosswalks, like, all over the place. Oh, here. really? <laughs> and <laughs> we're driving over these big humps. Like, look at this. Plows have no problem. As long as they're, you know, they're not, like, sharp edges. Hmm. Yeah, because there's one on Windsor. There's a raised crosswalk. Or, yeah. yeah. They're fantastic. Because it makes huh. you feel like... It makes you feel like you're driving over the sidewalk, so you go, oh, this is, I'm invading their territory instead of them invading mine, you know. You're walking in the road, you need to be careful. Instead, it's, I'm driving on the sidewalk, I need to be careful. 
It yeah, needs to be yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the unfortunate thing I think is that someone in in, in or near the high school is going to get seriously. Well, somebody did get seriously injured, so I don't even know. Yeah, know. Someone's going to get killed. <laughs> it's going to take a grammar elementary school kid that's going to get killed, and then they're going to be like, "Holy smokes, what have we done?" No, nothing will change. This is no, the shocking. Part. I think somebody will get. I think somebody's going to get killed, and then it's going to be like they're going to burn the school down. It's going to be pissed. <laughs> you they will forget very quickly because they will get right back in their huge suburbans no offense and they can't live without them like it's like what well, you could do everything to stop these people but these people aren't me so don't slow me down slow them down no one self-reflects no one thinks they're the problem they always think it's someone else because they can remove themselves from yeah. until they're the ones that kill someone and then they can, you know, and then they go on TV. And I've they been talk. driving for 25 years and it's never happened to me. I'm a safe driver. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone says. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I want to get back to the uh, hmm. okay. OKRs. Yeah. Well, that was the whole list. Okay. <clears throat> so this is my take on it. Hmm. I was sitting in my meeting this morning. I have a weekly status meeting uh, with my group, um, and it's on Wednesday mornings. And we were all report up to – it's my boss's meeting that, that we were all report up to him, our weekly <coughs> results. And uh, where was I going? Oh, and he's like, so, you know, anybody have any, like, New Year's resolutions? And I will tell you, the thought hadn't crossed my mind until he had said <laughs> it. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. New, like, I didn't even – not in a million years did I think – Right. New Year's de- New Year's time to do something different, and uh, mm-hmm. so that that's my my take on it. But here's the thing: like I have some things that I want to get done. Like again, I want to declutter my office, and I've got some check things. Check <laughs> that was on do, my right? list. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in the in the last year, uh, I wanted to do the money thing with the kids, and it started off pretty good, and I did get some things done, but. I will tell you this. <laughs> I caught up at the end of the year in December and I had to do like five months. We're not, I mean, it wasn't exactly five months, but I had gotten way behind on the tallying and everything. And I'm doing all the numbers, right? And turns out my son was in the red. <laughs> like after oh, all, really? I'm like, so you owe me money. And he's like, what? How can I? So the book fair had just come through. So that we'd spend, he spent a little money at the book fair and I had given him like, I knew I had owed him allowance that I hadn't given him yet. So I was giving him some money here and there. And for whatever reason, just recently I had given him a couple of twenties. So he was in the, well, one was for the book fair. So he was in the hole, like 45 something dollars. And so that, and because of the Disney trip and all that stuff, like that's where they're spending money. So as I was tallying everything up, I'm like, huh, this doesn't seem right. But then I'm like, double checked, triple checked. I'm like, huh, huh. all right, well, you owe me money. And he was fine with it, actually. He comes up with like $4 and quarters and he tries to give it to me. I'm like, no, no, I mean, I'll exchange your quarters for you, but just I'm not going to demand the money from you right no. now. <laughs> well, he doesn't have it. Yeah, well, right. It's got to come out of his future allowance. He's like, well, this, can you take this off? And I'm like, no, just wait. Christmas is next week. I bet you'll get some money. And sure enough, as soon as he got some Christmas money, he th- he gave it to me. So he he's paid up. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so good for him for you know cu- making good. Is it a thing you just get Christmas money? People do that? Well, I got $5 in stockings from Santa and then $10 oh, from my, yeah. my parents. I guess, yeah, my father and I did put money in their shoes. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get like, you know big dollars but he you know it was enough to, he got the 15 dollars. i think that's what he got and he paid me 12.50 out of it so um and you know he was still putting money in charity and savings so he wasn't he owes you 15 or 45 no no he, he 
he was getting some money, but because we had given him, we basically fronted him some, you know, we floated him some cash recently because we hadn't paid him his allowance. And he's like, I need the money right. for the book fair and I want to, you know, so, uh, after I had done all the tallying and then of course I'm giving the girls money. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm giving them $60. Like this doesn't make any sense. So if you're going to do the financial thing, you got to keep up with it. Otherwise it's just, and then yeah, oh, yeah, we still do it every week. It was just the donations. We didn't. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't even know how much money they have in their charity envelopes. Cause that's the one I yeah. still keep putting the envelope, the cash dollars in. And that was one oh. of the things I want to take care of by the end of the year. I was like, Oh, we'll do it as part of a Christmas giving. Right. Uh, you got to have a ledger. I know. Well, I have a ledger for their savings. And as I was going through that and paying off their interest, if you will remember, like 45 mm-hmm. episodes or so ago, uh, I, I pay their, I pay them interest, you know, from me. And I'm like, I am in the whole thousand dollars to these four kids. Like, I'm <laughs> like, I, this is no good. And so now they're like, my daughter's like, Oh, sweet. I can get the, uh, what are they saying? Hoverboard. She wants a hoverboard. Yeah. She's like, hoverboard, I want it by yeah. the end of the month. I'm like, oh, oh man, <laughs> I'm getting a hoverboard and my son's like, oh, I have all this money and mm-hmm. my other, so I got to do something different because that I need to retool, but I'll give myself a B on that. I, I implemented told, I told it and then slacked off, but yeah. <laughs> Start taxing the crap out of them. Yeah. Uh, they're right, putting, you know, <laughs> charging for everything. Cereal, that's 850. No, this is what I do think. So actually, I'm going to give myself even a better score because I did run it through the whole year. Like I have 45 chart sheets and even though I did fall behind, so I'm not getting myself an A plus, I did get everything else done on that I wanted to. And there was some definite behavior changes that I saw from them, but. And this kind of, uh, as we were doing the Christmas gifts and they're like, oh, this is for me. I'm like, so the day before, so Christmas Eve or like the day before Christmas Eve. So the 23rd, Jason comes to me and he's like, oh, there was something I want to get mommy. Or he said, are we going to Starbucks to get the thing for mommy? And I'm like, what thing? He's like the gift card. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that tomorrow when I go do errands. So we go to Starbucks and I, well, we got it at CVS because we had to get something else. And I get a $25 gift card to Starbucks for my wife. Okay. Uh, she knows. That's why I can talk about it on the air. <laughs> she knows she got it. I'm joking. Uh, it was last week. It's last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. And she want mine? I think I got one. Well, we got home and he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I got that for mommy. I'm like, wait, no, I got that for my wife, like Holly, like, uh, so we didn't, we both bought the same thing, but he thought I was just going to buy it to give to her from him. And oh. I'm like, uh, yeah, well, we never really talked about it, but, and I guess that my wife had done the other gift planning for there's the kids to give to each other and she just paid for everything. So I said, one of the other things we need to do here is say, okay, well, next year, your Christmas is going to start in December and you're going to buy for your siblings and you're just going to come out of your money. So we should try and plan starting now that if you're going to need a hundred dollars, 25 bucks a kid average, whatever, you know, um, then you start now and you start putting that money aside. So like, this is like that, you know, long-term planning. So I think I might even change another category or I may work with them on another, another category seems too complicated. But I want to like category. I'm sorry. A fourth uh, yeah, category. Stay with me. Yeah. 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 What I want, what I like is the spending money is good, but I like the short term savings. Like, oh, I want yeah. that expensive thing, whatever it is, but that rainy the, day fund. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the expensive thing that they save for, that seems sort of stupid to me now. Cause I'm like, they can just easily save up for the $300 Lego set. And then they have another $300 Lego set. What the heck is the point of that? Or a hoverboard or right. like, this isn't 
really teach. That's all it's teaching him is like to wait a couple months. And I don't know. I got to figure that out. That needs tweaking. But I also want to do the long-term planning. Like right now, Holly and I should be like, this is what we spent on Christmas this year. We know we're going to have to spend that next year in 11 months. So let's put money aside so that 11 months from now, we have the whatever it is, $1,000, $1,500, whatever it is for gifts set aside so that we're not paying for Christmas next January because it's all in plastic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have the money set aside. So it's like a long-term savings plan, a short-term savings, uh, cash money, and then charity. So it's a weird fourth category. You're talking about for the kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know my savings pile. You never touch. You never touch. That's like and a retirement kid, fund, though. The kids repeat that like a mantra. It's great. Yeah. Which is good, but that's like a retirement. And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But how do you teach your kids to save for like a long-term goal? Like Christmas next year. Well, I mean, that's just budgeting out of their spend pile. Budgeting out of their spend pile. So that's a good point, right? But I don't know how important that is just yet. Like, because exactly what you said happens. How do you save for something big? Well, they don't have any expenses. So all they do is they don't buy anything until they have $300 and they buy a $300 Lego set. They don't have to worry about cash flow. They don't have to worry about like, I have $8 a week in income. I can, you know, two of it I have to save, two of it I have to give away, and I have $4 I can spend. And three of those $2 has to go to rent. Like they don't. (laughs) Well, Jason does because he spends the, every Thursday he goes and gets pizza. Yeah, he's got a cash flow problem. He's got to worry about that. Huh. I mean, right. if you converted his savings pile to never spend, then he'd be in trouble. Yeah. Well, he doesn't spend the savings. He just budget. He spends the the cash, like the weekly allowance. And that's why we got in trouble because I wasn't really tracking it. He kind of slacked off on his that, – that was the other side effect of not giving out their allowance regularly – we weren't real. We were realizing we weren't reali- really realizing that he wasn't that they all kind of slacked off on their chores and they didn't have that feedback loop where like, oh, I'm not doing what it, I need to do to get paid. And yeah. so that fell apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So once school starts, we don't I don't do the chores anymore. Maybe I'll give myself an A minus um, in the wintertime. Yeah, I don't I don't hold them to the. uh well, the summertime, the, the the chores are just kind of something they have to do. So I don't really pay them for chores. Yeah, It's good no, we have two different systems here. It's a little bit, but it's it's similar, but it's different. Yeah. In the summertime, I paid them for their studiousness on their summer bridge books. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> In the wintertime, I just pay them. And I think to your point about the, you know, the foresight, all those, the, the forecasting, those are just conversations. Like, because my daughter is the impulsive one. My son hasn't spent a dime ever out of his money. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he has all of it. Yeah. My daughter's bought a bunch of crap. And she's bought herself down to zero a couple times. And to which, like, we now have, like, random crap. Like, she has one of these sequined backrests. You know, the, with the thing they call the house husbands? You know yeah. What you're talking about? Where you, like... <laughs> Where it's like, you know, the, the things flip over, yeah. so it makes a different pattern. That's I'm like, why do we even have this? I'm like, oh my God, you bought this with your allowance money. <laughs> uh, 
And what other, what else do we have? We have a bunch of weird items like that that she really wanted, saw in a catalog or something, thought about it for a while and wanted to buy it. And mostly I just I try to have these conversations with them. So if they if she gets her heart set on something like that, I won't say no, but I will try to run through all the opportunity costs. Okay, you know, if you get this, that means your money goes down to here and you won't have money for anything else you want. And in the future, if you want to get something bigger, you won't have you won't have it. And you'll have to wait even longer before you can get it. But I think that's kind of the trick, is that having the money, you're giving them the interest, so that sort of teaches them that at least. But I would segue it into the whole, the real trick to living, I think, to being rich, you know, quote unquote, uh-huh. is to not spend your principal. Like... The trick to being rich is to be getting just reaping dividends and interest off of yeah. things you own. Yeah. Because well, you yeah, don't have to, make you your money work anything. for you. Don't exactly. work for your money, make your money. Yeah, that whole yeah. thing. It's so like and that's the conversation. It'll be like, look, I am literally paying you money mm-hmm. for money for no reason. Yeah. Like you have money in your account. I I have explained this to them, but I don't pay them interest. It's like if you have money in the bank. The bank takes your money and they lend it to other people and they pay you for the privilege of doing that. And if you have enough of it, the money they pay you, I'm preaching to the choir, is is enough. Like if you don't need, if you have enough in the bank, the money they pay you in interest is could be enough for you as yeah. long as you set your expectations appropriately. But if you look at every dollar you have and say, that's a dollar I can spend – on something, you're going to get zero dollars in interest because you'll always be at zero. And that's not a good place to be because if you're always sitting at zero, anything that happens pushes you to the negative, pushes you into the red. And when you're in the red, then you start paying interest dollars to other people yep. that you don't have. Right. So it's just that's a bad place to be. And that's those are the conversations I've always tried to like talk to them. Because all you gotta do is move that zero line up. You know? Move it. Just feel like zero is a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand or a million, whatever you want it to be. <clears throat> like I am I'll have a panic attack if I have less than a million dollars. Because the interest on a million is what I need, you know, whatever. I'm not saying that literally for me, but well, yeah, I mean, that's also my point on like budgeting for next Christmas. Like, start yeah. now, put the money aside so that you have the principal to pay for it. You're not paying and then paying the interest on the money that you like, or not. I mean, or just or reverse the whole thing and just say, what is your? I mean, they could start doing it now. They could say, I want to only ever spend the interest I get. And in, in plus maybe some principal, right? And plus no more than half of the new principal. So they could say, I want, I want, if I get $2 in savings every week, I'm only ever going to spend the interest you give me plus one of those $2. So there's their cash flow. They yeah. can write that down. They can do the math. They can see how much they'd have by the end of the year. Huh. A spreadsheet or something. That would be amazing. How can I get them to that point? I mean, then I got to get the bank paying Jason seven fifty a week in interest. 
like the actual bank. Yeah, not me, dude. I can't. That's what I mean. Uh, so he's paying. That's <laughs> yeah. Just go that's and propose like, it to him. Just figure out how to get thirty dollars in a week in interest. That, that or thirty dollars a month, and you're all set. Like that's right. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Huh. It's neat to see. I mean, as an adult, it's neat to see when you our interest rates are garbage these days. Right. But I remember having an account that was like 3% on the savings or something, mm. which is huge. But even now with the 1%, you know, you, you can, depending on what you have floating around in the accounts, uh, you, get, you look at it and be like, hey, the bank put money in my account. That's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did nothing. I'm just making I didn't, money. All right. <laughs> I, did not, I did nothing. Yeah. Just, boom. There it is. Yeah, that is super nice. I should go look. What was my last? I want to get back uh, to the OKRs before we leave, though. Please, we got, we got like five minutes here, and this is sort of. But my the takeaway on on a lot of this, I think, for me is, and this is what I wanted to get back to from the original. I said I want to get back to this, and why you didn't get that extra five hundred miles? Do it. And I think, uh, and this is always always comes back to for, for me is the intrinsic motivation, right? You don't have the motivation. What is your motivation to get five hundred more? Excuse me, 500 more miles on your, on your bicycle, right? You don't have it. So you don't do it. The motivation's not there. No. I mean, do you disagree with me that you're not motivated to do it? I mean, cause you get in the 4,500 and it's yeah. di- allowing you to live the lifestyle you want every ice cream and you want five ice creams right. a day, <laughs> you know? So- um, yeah, that's where it started to, the, the, it started to just eat time. And didn't have as much of a return. So I was getting everything I wanted out of my like enjoyment of riding for the day and enjoying outdoors yeah. and getting to work out of the paths I was taking. And I'd still, you know, we still ride to the places we go and all that. All those things fit. Everything fit and everything fit apparently two years in a row, right around 4,500 miles. Like, yeah. So that fits all my training, all my riding, all my commuting, all my activities, Christmas tree getting and whatnot. Uh, that fits around that distance. For that to change, I have to go on. Yeah, I got to do. I got to do something extra. And the extra part is where it was like, well, I just don't have anything extra to do. So then it's a chore. Yeah. And then it's no fun. And then you don't even want to do it. Then you're resentful of it. And then because well, I'm away, like I'm just away from my kids or something. Yeah. Your motivation is to not do it. You're more motivated to not do it than to... Right. And I think you have other, like you said, the other interests. Like, you were motivated to learn Spanish until it became a conflict between you and your daughter. And you're like, I don't... I don't she doesn't want me to do this. And uh, it's an you know, extra thing that I'm not going to force this on her, right? That's stupid. So, I'm not going to do it. So, you were actually motivated to not <laughs> do it at that point. I mean, I could have done it without her knowledge. <laughs> Well, right, but you, you, you've lost your, your motivation was to connect with her on it. I mean, again, I'm putting words into your mouth, but I mean, guess how much interest I got last month? <laughs> Jeez. In cash or in Spanish? In uh, my savings account at my bank. <sighs> that, what kind of interest rate do you make? <laughs> I don't know, but I also keep, I don't keep a lot in that account. $11. You're close. Mm, nice. Sixteen. Oh. $15.82. Yeah. See, so for my son to live off the interest, <laughs> that's impossible. Like, he's got to find a, some way to have a, 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 a nut of however well, many how dollars. Mu- how much are you paying him? 
What's his rate? Well, yeah, he'd have to increase his principal, right? <clears throat> and uh, that's where I think – I mean, he's still working for more money. That's really what he should be doing. He should be getting his – I mean, he should be for, – for what we're asking him to do for chores, make your bed every day. And he does – he gets that done every day. But, like, come home from school and unpack your backpack. Keep your room clean. Like, just pick up after yourself. We, uh, our five things are make your bed. Make sure there's the shoes by the back door. There's only one pair, not like a bunch of shoes there, and that they're neat. Unpack your backpack, which you have to do anyways. Uh, keep your room clean. And there's five, and I can't remember all five. <laughs> but it's like five things they were already supposed to do. Like this wasn't feed this the was, chickens. No, and actually, we lost a chicken for the first time. Falcon killed one on New Year's Eve, hmm. um, which was weird. But um, yeah, but it was like these these gimme like gimme chores, and he should be doing it for ten bucks a week. I mean. It's dead simple. So, got to get the motivation there. Yeah. Well, what is this intrinsic motivation? Cash? Money? It's, well, how do you convert? This is the set. Right? You know, we're not all artists, right? Uh, yeah. How do you convert uh, the... the? How do you, everybody says you shouldn't be driven by money, but that's kind of a lie. You You have to be somewhat motivated by money in order to survive you've got to be the money has to have enough impact on you to supply that intrinsic motivation to be like look i gotta (laughs) i gotta feel stable i gotta know that there's enough there for me to eat and pay rent yeah and be happy and whatever and you don't have to be all nuts and be well i'll only be happy if i have a million dollar yacht like that's crazy because they cost more than a million dollars for one (laughs) My parents, I saw a sign at my parents, a little thing at my parents said, a little like knickknack around the house. And it said, mm-hmm. money can't buy happiness, but it keeps you in touch with the kids. And that's almost the same thing. So it was like right. kind of what you're saying, right? It's You're not happy with the money itself, but you're happy with the freedom and the opportunity that the money can provide you. So, right, but don't blow it out of proportion because it is what you make of it. If you you, you bump your lifestyle with the money, then you're never yeah. going to keep pace. But if right. you if you're just like, look. <clears throat> groceries, rent, transportation, vacations, whatever, mortgage, bills. We got those covered. Plus some fun money for activities. You're golden. Yeah. That's all you need. What do you want? I mean, if you take that and be like, well, and we've been over this, I've got some extra cash floating around. I'm going to go buy a Tesla, say. For example, <laughs> that uh, it might be a bit excessive. I don't know. Yeah, depends on your situation. No, well, I mean, <laughs> depends how you define excessive, right? Like, it's not going to put me out of my house. Uh, <laughs> is it the most expensive car I've ever bought? Yeah, could it have paid for well, one of the children's college? We absolutely. No. By the time they go, yeah, for sure. No. Oh, you mean if I'd saved it and everything? Yeah, <laughs> if I had saved it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I just like left it in the bank, invested it, mm. yeah, totally. Yeah, well, who, who's to say they're all going to go? Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I will say this. So, in the one of the, you, I know you mentioned the two for one deal on Audible. One of the books I did get mm. was called The Self Driven Child, and it's about it motivating your children or how, what oh. your children find their motivation on. So, it doesn't sound intrinsic if you're doing it. What? Uh, no, self- well, I. I 
it's about children and their motivations. Uh, I don't remember the description, man, but it was... I don't know their motivations. You know, I try to play along. That's my... Okay, so... Here, let me read the summary. The summary is... Go ahead. Uh, to make a many of us know we're putting too much pressure on our kids and ourselves but how do we get off the crazy train we want our children to succeed to be their best and do their best but what if they're not on board and this is about like getting your kid to want to do well a healthy mm-hmm. motivation hinges on a strong sense of control uh yeah we'll give your child the tools to make ch- damn it <laughs> ended at midnight you can borrow it from me it's, it's the only thing I don't like about Audible, like the audiobooks. Is like if it was a real book, I could be like, I'm going to read it and then I'll get let you borrow it. I mean, that's right. what libraries do and stuff. So, yeah, you can borrow digital audiobooks. Yeah, you can do that too. I like the I like the Audible uh, setup. Oh, I have yeah. been I have been trying very hard lately with the kids to just listen to them and roll with their sort of whatever the hell they're doing, yeah. like because they've got something going on in their head. And I don't know what it is. And you always want to be all over it and be like, you want to do this. It's like, no, don't tell them what they want. That's ridiculous. Just listen. Go with the flow. Hang out. She wants to write down Spanish words for half an hour. Let her write down Spanish words. And then you figure out why later. Don't ask her why. And uh, yeah, it turns out she just she wanted to learn them. She wants to remember them. I don't know what happened at school today, but she wants to remember more of her Spanish words. So she made a big list. See, that's a big intrinsic motivator. Yeah, but you don't know how it happened. Someone said something in school today that made her want to remember more Spanish words. And so she's practicing writing. She's practicing memorizing stuff. She's practicing language. She's associating words with stuff around the room. And you got to kind of recognize when those little things are happening and just kind of let them them go. Don't shut that stuff down. Be careful about shutting stuff down. I'm busy. Don't bother me. Speaking about shutting things down, cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dadsbeingdadspodcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.